Like a chrysalis, we're emerging from the economy of the Industrial Revolution. An economy confined to and limited by the Earth's physical resources into the economy in mind, in which there are no bounds on human imagination and the freedom to create is the most precious natural resource. Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by Sage. Building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. I'm Ron Baker, along with my good friend and Barris Sage Institute colleague, Ed Kless. On today's show, folks, we're doing a punditry punt because our guest, Scott Reeb, the subscription lawyer coach, uh, is was ill this week, so he had to cancel. We're in the process of rescheduling. So how's it going, Ed? Going good, Ron. Happy Groundhog Day for those to those of you who celebrate it. Have, have, did did he see a shadow? Do we? I know? don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, all, all I know is that our friend Robert posted a meme about the uh, the alligator <laughs> ate ate the 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 the, the groundhog. So yeah. <laughs> that'd be all right with me. So we have to put up with that every year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Ed, it's impossible to follow up with the Jones Act show. Oh, I know. I, I've been I, getting some great feedback on that. I we you and I have never laughed so hard <laughs> on a show that's about a wonky policy <laughs> issue. I mean, we've talked immigration, we've talked you know, all sorts of economic ideas, but we were howling during the show. What is it that says either something about us or something about the Jones Act, <laughs> the Jones or, Act. Or, or both? <laughs> or both. <laughs> I mean, it was outrageous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, completely the, outrageous. The Caltainer, the the <laughs> railroad up in Canada. I mean, you know, the 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 moving the rocks around. I, it was hysterical. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if if only if we could laugh at it, and we could get the get them Congress to repeal that law. So let's 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 hope that we're starting down that path. So Ed, since we don't have a guest, and we had to we had to we had pretty short notice on this too because we found out yesterday afternoon that. Uh, Scott wasn't going to be able to make it. So what I'm going to do is I, I've got a stack of stuff and I'm going to try and focus on business, but I'm going to come out of the gate with a, a very interesting article. And I know we're going to talk more about this when we have Aaron Harris on the, you know, the CTO of Sage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jason Freed over at 37 Signals issued, I don't know if this was a press release. I don't know where this was posted, but hat tip to Riley Newman of Motif. Uh, for sending this to me. Uh, I've been having email exchanges with Riley about uh, subscription business model for agencies. And he, I love it. He calls himself a brand scientist. I kind of like that. That's almost as good as the uh, cultural anthropologist that uh, Crispin Porter uses. But anyway, he sent me this email from Jason Freed at 37 Signals, where it starts out to something happened to business software used to pay for it once, install it once, and felt like you owned it. And you did. Today, most software is a service. Buying it enters you into a personal landlord-tenant agreement, which is an interesting analogy. The SaaS model benefited landlords handsomely with routine prayers to the church of recurring revenue, valuation shot to the moon on the backs of businesses subscribed at luxury prices were commodity services they had little control over. Add up your SaaS subscriptions last year. You should own that shit by now. 
<laughs> this is a direct quote from this from this uh, email. SaaS will make sense for many products, but its grip will slip. Self-hosting tech is simpler and now vastly improved. Once upon a time, you owned what you pay for, and security, where your your privacy and security were your own business. We think it's that time again. Introducing once all caps, a new line of software products from Thirty Seven Signals. Pay one time, own forever. We write the code, you get to see it. We give you the software, you get to host it. Simple and straightforward, not enterprisey and bloated for one fixed price once. Our first once product is called Campfire. And these are the guys that make Basecamp. So that's interesting. It's a group chat system similar to Slack, but simpler and without the outrageous monthly fees. More products are on the way in 2024. In the early 2000s, we were among the early pioneers leading the industry into the SaaS revolution. Now, 20 years later, we intend to help lead the way out. The post-SaaS era is just around the corner. Stay tuned. What say you? I have lots to say about this. Uh, I did do a little bit further research on this. The campfire is, I believe, $299. So they, that that is what the the price is for that unlimited users based on that. What I could not find in I did and I didn't spend a ton of time on this is what what are they going to do if they if they update the product is that automatically included does that that get or do you have to purchase it again are we going back to that old model as well with this right he says we write the code you get to see it what does that mean <laughs> yeah yeah. And a couple things on this one, I want to correct him off the gate. You never own software. You own the license to use it. And that was a little bit different. So what what he may be proposing here is that you flat out do own it. I don't know. Uh, But you're not allowed to make adjustments to the code, I don't think. Now, there, there were some systems out there that were like this, it, it, it was, uh, th- there was even an accounting system. I don't know if it's still out there, but it was called Compiere, C-O-M-P-I-E-R-E, Compiere. And it was downloadable for free. And you just used it when you wanted. I mean, this is similar to the Linux model, right? The the shared source code and stuff. So we'll see. I mean, it, but that's not what he is seems seems to be proposing here, where it's just free. He's There is a price for this. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does with with updates, if if at all. Um, you know, look, I think there's a lot of folks who are right on with this. Hey, yeah, let's do this. I'd love to get back to the the fact where where we own it. I think that there is a problem in that. Okay, well, hosting is part of the problem because now you got security concerns, right? Absolutely. And so now you've got to worry about your own security. And as opposed to companies like Sage and others that, you know, we're going to handle that security base for you. That's 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 one of the big advantages. Uh, the the tenant analogy is not really new. In fact, we've we've called this type of software multi-tenant for years. Mm-hmm. The idea that it's one big database effectively and there's multiple tenants that are using it. One set, set of code. So that's that, that that he's just leveraging off an existing analogy that's been been in the business for for some time. Um, you know, I, I think there might be room for this, I'm, the, the, and and maybe this this campfire, which I checked out the demo, I watched the demo, is a very much stripped down 
uh, example of of like a Teams or something like that, mm-hmm. just you know, group group chat. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what people want. That's what 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 will work for them. Great. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to be something that sophisticated enterprise software users, especially around ERP accounting, are going to be all that interested in. Right. Um, it's one thing people may be breaking in and then hacking you and seeing your the chats, which I guess could be damaging enough. It's another if they get into your finances. Right. So this is kind of like a down market play, like like a flanking yeah. product or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, you know, um, so it, look, I, I wish them luck. I mean, I'm interested to see what their next set of products are. Where where are they going with this? Uh, I think there was another one called Hay, which I didn't get a, a chance to to look too too much at. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Jason Fried's a really smart guy. So he is. So I'm sure. not going to I'm not going to ru- rule him out on this. But, uh, yeah, we'll from what see. I can from what I can tell, Ed. The company fluctuates in gross revenue from twenty-five to one hundred million a year. It it is a privately held company. There's thirty-four team members, and they've been profitable since their founding, mm-hmm. since year one. Um, so yeah, I uh, my take on this is well, if software goes back to this even partly. Um, I don't think it says anything about the the prospects for subscription for services like accounting firms and law firms. And I would doctors. absolutely, I would agree, agree with that as well. And look, the thing that I think that he's leaving out here, well, he's not leaving out. Maybe this is part of, part of the model. If, if what they're going to do is put out a series of products that are basically stripped down, simplified versions of stuff that's already out there that, that don't expand and get bloated. And uh, to, to quote what we talked about on our bonus episode a couple weeks ago, you know, the inshittification of software because of all of the bloat that gets thrown into it and the advertising and all of those things that, that happen to these platforms. If he's going to put out a series of products that just do that, I think that that's got some serious legs. But one of the things that he's leaving out and what we advocate for, especially on the services side, is the constant plussing right. of the offering. And, you know, maybe what he's not going to do here is plus this offering is once you once you paid for campfire, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a stripped down, very simple to use version that they're not going to say, let's add these connectors. Let's add this code bloat to it. So we'll we'll have to see. Right. He's got to up update it right for new systems, new New operating systems. Yeah, I would think, you know, that's that's what you're going to do. Sure. Um, so. I mean, the version I saw was running on a Mac that in the demo was, it was clearly a Mac, but it actually could have been, it could have been a, a hosted version that, that he was just happened to be running on a Mac and maybe it's, it's more HTML code based or something like that. And you're, so we'll see. Um, I just think this is the type of thing people are going to point to and look at us and go, see, we're starting to move in, enter yeah. into the post SAS era. That to me, that was the most dramatic statement in this release. Was the post SaaS era is just around the corner? Um, I doubt it, Jason. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, and, I, and, and what I, I would have preferred, like, like he says, the, the second to last sentence. Now, twenty years later, we intend to help lead the way out. I it would have. I thought if you would substitute the word "through" at the end, we need to. We'll need lead the way through. I think that would be even more because it's saying, "Hey, listen, there's going to there's a, there's a lane for this even with SaaS continuing." So, right. 
I mean, and, and it's not like he's he's coming out with some type of innovation to the business model. He's going no. back to the old days. Yes. Well, sure. Remains to be seen, though, because the old days also included, you know, paying paying again when you wanted to update it, when you want to go to version 2.0. You would get patches, you know, 1, 1.1, 1.2, 1.3. But once you went up a major version number, you were usually shelling out. It, 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 it ranged everywhere from a quarter to half the original purchase price of the software, depending. So safe to say that Sage isn't somebody like Aaron Harris isn't looking at this move and and guys at Salesforce looking at this move and shaking in their boots. I, shaking? No. Are they paying attention to it? I would think that they're looking at it because, again, this guy is pretty smart and he's been around a while. So there's it, it is curious to see what he does. But definitely we will ask Aaron when he is on, I think, in two weeks. Uh, on the show. So we'll we'll uh, see what he has to say about this. But we are up against our break. Want to remind you, you can get a hold of Ron or me by sending an email to asktsoe at verisage.com. The website, of course, is The Soul of Enterprise, where you can see show notes as well as previews to upcoming shows. We are sponsored. We have a Patreon channel that you can get a shout out like Geraldine Carter at at uh, GeraldineCarter.com. She is Business Strategies for CPAs podcast. Check her out there. Also, uh, our first break is sponsored by Bookskeeping Franchise. Check them out at bookskeepingfranchise.com. But right now, a word from our sponsors. Follow Voice America at facebook.com forward slash voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. Have you ever listened to an advertisement for a book so many times that you question the existence of God? Me too. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I recorded the advertisement for Ron and Ed's book, The Soul of Enterprise Dialogues on Blah 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 Whatever, and four years later, we're all tired of it, especially me. But thankfully, there's a solution. For just $10 a month, you never have to hear my voice again. For a commercial-free version of The Soul of Enterprise, go to patreon.com slash TSOE and subscribe now. Ron, we talk a lot about business opportunities. Well, now a great one has become our sponsor, bookskeepingfranchise.com, bookskeeping with an X. That's right, Ed. If you are interested in becoming part of the $4.2 billion bookkeeping industry for a franchise fee of just under $20,000, visit www.bookskeepingfranchise.com. Bookskeeping comes with full training, plus marketing and technical support, and even staffing. Visit the website or call 855 935 2669. Franchise opportunity not available in all states. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You 
You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. And we are back on The Soul of Enterprise. We are doing our punditry punt because our guest, Scott... What, Ron? Scott Uh, Reed. (laughs) Scott Reed. Unfortunately, fell ill. We we certainly wish the best uh, to Scott and a full and complete healing. And hopefully he'll be able to join us in a couple of weeks as well. Uh, Ron, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, nuclear power. Nuclear. Yeah, seems to be making a little bit of a resurgence. This is a story from the Financial Times in uh, from January 24th. Unfortunately, the link that we're posting on the show notes is an archive page. So you got to go through some hoops to get there. Otherwise, you have to subscribe to the Financial Times for one article. So but anyway, uh, this is a really interesting piece. The author is Rachel Millard. And what Heard the headline, nuclear power generation to reach record high next year, which I think is pretty cool. Global global nuclear power generation is set to reach an all-time high next year. This is, of course, 2024, according to the latest forecast from the International Energy Association, marking a resurgence for the technology and a boost for efforts to cut carbon dioxide emissions. Output from nuclear power plants is expected to rise by about 3% this year. And, oh, and another fur, further 1.5% in 2026. This is driven by growth in new reactors in China and India, as well as the return of plants online in France that were shut down last year for maintenance. Now, this is, of course, despite the fact that Germany has shut down, I think, three nuclear power plants. So this is pretty cool stuff. Uh, I, you know, I think anyone who is when I get, enter into a debate on on climate with people, one of the things I check for initially is, hey, what about nuclear power? And if they dismiss nuclear power, I know they're not serious because there's no way that you can possibly work your way out of this without significant cuts to the economy and significant uh, increase in worldwide poverty if we don't include nuclear power in the mix. So. Uh, I think that's that's pretty neat. And sidelined with or, or or in conjunction with that story, there's also one. This one is out of CNN, of all places. This is new wave reactor technology could kickstart a nuclear renaissance. And the U.S. is banking on it. This is uh, about small, uh, small nuclear. So it's SMRs. This is a uh, small and medium reactors, I guess, the, is what it's called. This is, of course, what they use for the most part on nuclear submarines. But they're. It looks like there's a there's some companies significantly investing in these in in the U.S. and of course China and Russia have been working on this for quite some time. So this is you know this is uh, the article says what I just said. For some experts, nuclear power in all forms, large and small, has an important role to play in the the transition away or toward renewables. The IECA, which outlined that what many experts say is the world's most realistic plan to decarbonize, sees a need to be more than double nuclear energy by 2025. I welcome CNN and the author of this to the right side of this. Let's let's work, which is why I used the expression before we were talking about Jason Fried. Let's go through this, not away from it. We've got to work ourselves through uh, fossil fuels. Not because fossil fuels are inherently bad, but because this nuclear nu- nuclear power is considerably better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more. I mean, we've been following the story. All those countries. I, I know I had a story in the stack one week about all the countries that are are in the process of building 
Bel- I mean, it read like reading the EU list, the members, mm-hmm. you know, Belgium. I mean, I, didn't Germany bring back one online because of their energy crunch? They uh, expand, uh, as I recall, they expanded it out and we're not going to close it as quickly, but they did quickly. not. Yeah. 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 And Newsom's done the same thing out here in California. Now we're not building anything new, but uh, I know uh, an an SMR, and I think that's small modular. Modular. You're right. 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 Uh, I think Idaho has got one going in, or is it Wyoming? It's one of those states. So, yeah. I mean, this is the when it comes to energy, it's all of the above. I I just don't get it on the Mm -hmm. nuclear thing. Even COP uh, this year in Dubai. Mm-hmm. You know, they said nuclear's got to be a part of this. It has to be. And of course, it upset a lot of people. But it again, this is physics. <laughs> We're just running into the constraint of physics. This is what needs to happen unless you want to go back to, you know, cave days. Mm-hmm. So, or burning more trees and coal. I mean, <laughs> to keep yeah. warm. <laughs> yeah. And and then putting up with, you know, Magat Wade talks about how uh, a lot of homes in Africa, you know, have to burn uh, wood and coal inside. You want to talk about health issues. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the, the poor need energy more than anybody, you know, mm-hmm. and, and for us to sit here and say, no, you can't go through that. Who are we? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why these poor countries are given the finger basically to cop and all these international outfits that say they have to jump to solar and, and wind without going through development first. So yeah, great, great. It's great to hear. Yeah. I, I mean, just find it interesting that, that, that so much of this stuff was, was the due to the conflation of nuclear power with nuclear weapons back in the seventies and eighties. And a lot of the same legacy people who are, are, are concerned about climate change were also the ones who were shutting down. And, and I get the protest against nuclear weapons. I think it's was misguided because I think mutually assured self-destruction actually did deter war. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I get being anti that because of the tragedy of, of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Nobody wants to see that. But but, um, you know, power, how, how did it get conflated and why? I, I just, you know, I guess because of Chernobyl, because of the the, the accidents uh, and Three Mile Island, Three Mile Island. That. Yeah, yeah. I- I, you know, I've got a more cynical view on that because I've read, you know, and I know you've read the guy, uh, the form, um, one of the founders of Greenpeace said, no, you know, they just use the nuclear war thing as a trope mm-hmm. just to, to, to gin up fear. And, and I think mm-hmm. that's right. I really do. Because if, if, if you supposedly follow the science, <laughs> yeah. nuclear is the safest energy ever, mm-hmm. period. In terms of death. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, just great to see it turning around. I mean, yes, yeah, it gives me hope. Yep. So I got a story, Ed. This is out of uh, Mark Stiving. He posts a newsletter on his LinkedIn page. And I thought this was kind of interesting. We've talked about this before. Amazon Prime, you know, uh, you can get ad-free content for additional three bucks a month if you're a Prime mm-hmm. member. Um, that will generate, by the way, $4.8 billion dollars for Amazon, according to Bloomberg <laughs> estimates. Um, wow. And he kind of analogizes this to airlines charging for luggage. He said, and he says it costs the airlines between two and 10 bucks to handle a check bag. Now, if each check, if each bag not checked reduces cost and therefore increases profits. So when they started charging, 
uh, for check bags, you know, it, was, it became like 3% of their total revenues. So he said, you know, this is a great strategy. Find a feature of your product that some people value and most don't. The best candidates are the ones with higher costs. Remove that without changing your price and you've just lowered your costs. Then charge for it as an add-on, increasing your revenue. And that's kind of what um, Amazon's doing because as they charge you three bucks to get ad-free content for the people that don't pay the three bucks, they're going to obviously sell advertising. That's going to generate $3 billion more for Amazon. Yeah, no, it's a great strategy. I, 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 I wonder, and this is probably because it was, would not be legal to do it this way, but from a pricing perspective, Ron, I, I think it would have been better to say we are increasing the price on everyone and it's going to be ad free. However, if you, if you want an ad, if you want to pay ads, will lead you can t- you can opt to get it at the old price at the old price see yeah. what i'm saying oh, just yeah, just yeah. from a pricing strategy perspective now i don't know legally if they could do that right that 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 would be the issue so th- this way it's a lot cleaner right give us another 3 bucks and we take the ads out right 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 but i just think from a price strategy perspective that what I laid out would, would be better. And that, and so the lesson there is for, for professional firms, I like the notion of the price increase is coming. However, if you want to stay at the old price, you can, but here's what you're not going to get. Right. Right. Yeah. I, that's a really good question. I don't see anything legally that would prevent them from doing it, but the question I think is more, which one is the right choice architecture, Mm. which is the right nudge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. How you frame it. But that, that, I think that is a very interesting reframing. It's kind of like the Coke machine, mm-hmm. you know, right. Yep. Or, yep. or the rental car charging you for gas at unbelievable prices. Yeah. I mean, a, a third way could have even been to say, we, we, you, if you want, we're leaving the price the same. However, if you want a reduction, but everybody's going to get ads. However, if you, if you want a reduction of $3, You'll get the ads. And then, of course, in a year or two, then raise the price <laughs> for everybody overall, overall right? right? So, right. The, the, you know, just it, uh, that's be a, a slightly longer term strategy. But with the, with the added impact of saying, well, if you want, want it the same, just leave it where it is. Right, we'll give right. you a, a potential break, right? That, that's that's the, ca- the, the discount for paying with cash. Right. The only other thing that I just want to comment on, and this is just, this is a wonky point, but out of respect for Dr. Reginald Lee, who he uh, unfortunately lost last year, he he points out that it costs airlines between two and ten bucks to handle a checked bag. Now, some of that's true because it adds weight. So, to the extent you're counting fuel costs for that checked bag, okay, that's fine. That's a cash cost. The rest of it's not. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's an yeah. allocated cost of the baggage handler and all. It, it, I, who knows how you compute something like that? But the fact that you get between two and ten dollars shows <laughs> that's you a, that's a hell of a range. Yeah, this isn't really exact science, is it? <laughs> yeah. Cost accounting. So, that is a hell of a range. <laughs> so, great, yeah, tremendous yeah. range. So, but um, yeah, in, in, but a, a great overall point about um, thinking about how to frame things and. When you do a price increase like they're doing, you know how to do it. And I just the other thing that this made me think of is just how much more flexibility Amazon's got than say the airlines 
the airline started nickel and diming for the baggage. And, you know, if you wanted to board early or get a different or sit together with your family and just they're starting to nickel and dime again. And well, recall, recall that, that, that the airlines, that is partially because of the way that the taxes work. That's true. That's true. I, that's very true. And we've talked about that and, and yeah. that is definitely true, but I still just think it's annoying. And that's why it is annoying. Complain about, and that's why people complain about it without understanding. It's partly the government's fault. So, well, Ed, um, unfortunately, we're up against our break. And folks, I'd like to remind you, if you want to contact me or Ed, send us an email to asktsoe at verisage.com. Do check out our Patreon channel that Ed mentioned. You can become a member, and that's at patreon.com slash TSOE. That channel is now sponsored by 90 Minds. Be kind to your mind. Hire one. Check out 90 Minds at 90minds.com. And now, a word from our sponsors. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Have you ever listened to an online radio show that changed your life? I'm required to say that I have. Have you ever stopped listening to an online radio show because the commercials were mind-numbingly repetitive? Of course you haven't because you're here right now. Look, you don't have to listen to me anymore. There's a commercial-free version of this show, and it only costs $10 a month. And for $15 a month, you get no commercials plus bonus content. Go to patreon.com slash TSOE, subscribe now, and be free. You're worth it. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Class. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. Welcome back, everybody. We're doing punditry punt today. And Ed, I've got a story out of the February 2nd, uh, yeah, February 2nd, I think, January 27th, Economist, uh, which is the latest one. And this is all about Apple. And it starts out, Tim Cook at Apple's having a rough start to 2024. There's been a patent dispute that made it remove two of its uh, iWatches. And then the DOG, DOJ is going to sue it over antitrust transgressions, which is uh, something to look forward to. It's losing market share in China, its second biggest smartphone market. A few Wall Street analysts have said the unthinkable, that Apple shares were overvalued. (laughs) Mm. And um, it's also been dethroned as of January 11th by Microsoft as the world's most valuable company. Now, Apple, a few weeks later, got it back. 
um, their their stock went back up. So, uh, but on February second, Apple will be tested again once it starts shipping its Vision Pro, their augmented reality headset. Um, sells for thirty five hundred bucks. It's a big technology. It's a big bet on a new technology platform that could replace the smartphone, um, and just in time too. Because according to this article, the smartphone is you know decreasing. It, it's no longer the preeminent phone, uh, especially in China. Its its growth is slowing down. Um, but the Economist points out Apple should still worry because Netflix, Spotify, and YouTube have all announced that they will not make their popular streaming apps work on the new headset. Um, the theory is because they compete with Apple's own streaming services. And developing an AR app is very costly. Now you pointed out, and I think this is right. One, if 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 the Apple Vision Pro takes off, they'll they'll be back, right? I'll be <laughs> you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, but you know, we'll see. But this article goes on to say there's larger challenges for the company in three broad categories: one, antitrust and legal issues, slowing iPhone sales and a growing geopolitical tension. That's why I asked Greg where the Vision Pro was made, um, because they're trying to move away from China. Um, they have $85 billion, about 20% of their revenue now is in services. That's up from 10% in 2016. So we've been kind of following this. They've been upping their monthly recurring revenue, basically. Now, this is why this is important. Gross profit margins for services are estimated 71% compared to 37% for their devices. That's yeah. enormous. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously get some recurring revenue. Their overall profitability has swelled from 38% 2018 to 44% last year. And this helped Apple's PE ratio. Uh, it jumped up to around 30. Um, and, but, you know, they, in March, new rules are coming out of the EU that are, are going to force Apple to allow apps to be installed on its devices without going through its app store. Apple has filed a lawsuit against this, uh, this rule. Um, but you know, and depending on what happens with this court case, uh, they could lose their $20 billion a year from Google for letting them, you know, install the, uh, Google, uh, search as their, default uh, search engine so that's 20 billion by the way of the 85 billion that they earn in services it's a it's a big number mm -hmm. <laughs> um and then you just go to point out apple sold about 220 million iphones last year barely more than 217 million the year before uh their devices are down in china the rivals like huawei have come up with and they're going to be adding artificial intelligence quicker than the iPhone, like Samsung is going to come out with an AI powered phone at the end of January. So I guess it's already out. I don't know. Um, and uh, Mr. Cook said, we're investing quite a bit in AI technology. And there's some, there's some signs that they are in October, the firm's boffins, AI boffins and researchers at Columbia university jointly released an open source AI model called ferret. Um, and they say there could be an update operating system as soon as June uh, with AI enhancements, along with there's rumors that it, they're doing their own search engine. Um, 
And still 90% of iPhones are manufactured in China. And so are most Mac computers and iPads. So there's a geopolitical, you know, issue here. If things escalate with China. Um, and then of course, Trump gets back in, although Biden's policies aren't much better. There could be higher tariffs, you know, mm-hmm. for products. So just an interesting look at Apple and some of the headwinds it's facing, but I, what I'm really curious about, and I know we've talked about this before, is um, with with you and Greg is is the uh, the Vision Pro. Is that going to be the new iPhone? Well, a couple of things, and thank you, uh, Greg. He he did get back to us. That it's not Foxconn, but it's in China. As of uh, December 2023, Apple has been producing the Vision Pro at its Chinese facilities. The manufacturer is Luxshare. Uh, okay for the assembly. Okay. So, cause okay. there's willingness to test new ideas. So yes, it is China, but it's not Foxconn. Uh, the, the vision pro had on day one, 160,000 pre-orders. The la- latest number that I'm seeing, which is a story from three days ago, four days ago, January 29th says that is upwards of 200,000. Now, I thought I saw something come across my desk, but I can't find this specific article that said it was 250,000 of these. This is an item that sells for $3,500. Another first in its class, really, product. You know, this is what if you and, you know, people don't forget that when the iPod first came out, it was priced at three and a half times the price of its nearest competitor. And this is exactly what they're doing with this Vision Pro thing is they're saying, oh, yeah, OK, five hundred, six, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars for your Oculus. How about three hundred three thousand five hundred dollars? So a little quick math on that, Ron, it's like eight hundred and seventy five million dollars. Right. In, in pre-orders on the, the a first generation product. Now, I can't wait to get into the store and test it out. I will not buy one sight unseen. I want to want to test it out. But I am fully prepared <laughs> that if I walk into the store, put this sucker on that you're going to walk out. With be, it. I am going to be shelling over thirty five hundred dollars to, to to Apple pretty darn quickly. Uh, and yes, with all of the caveats, yeah, no Netflix, but you can go to the website. Right. And and oh by the way, there's a new feature that the, in the latest version of of uh, Mac OS that you can take any website and quote turn it into an app. So you just in other words, it appears on your desktop as an icon. You can put it in your tray and you launch it, and it automatically takes you to that without any of the other uh, uh, features of the browser around it. It goes specifically to that website, so it looks like an app. Right. The login experience is slightly different than an app, but really, if you're watching Netflix, are you really going to be that that concerned with it? Now, of course, the big challenge there with the app as opposed to the non-app is the ability to download content and take it with you. Now, what's that going to mean if the, if you can't necessarily download content? I guess you can still do it locally in the browser. I haven't tried. I don't even know if you can do that in Netflix. I know you can do it on the app. You can Netflix, you can download stuff on on your iPad in the app. I don't know if you can download on onto your computer. I'd have to check that out. Maybe you can, in which case it's not going to matter. But so you have to watch if you haven't run some of the, some of the videos of mm. of people trying this Vision Pro for the first time. I mean, it's pretty cool. miraculous. I, I, I did these. watch when, when we first started talking about yeah. this. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, to me, the notion of sitting there in a, in a plane 
with the equivalent of a 100 inch television in front of you to watch a, a video. Well, <laughs> it's a great distraction. That, that, that's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> it is. It is. You know, and also consider that that I, I don't know how how uh, uh, United is, but on American, you pretty much are connected to a lot of content just on the plane. Now, you don't right. even have to have streaming services that you are willing to subscribe to because they, now it's usually older content. It's not the latest stuff, but there's a ton of content that you can consume by just connecting to to the planes Wi-Fi. Yep. So. TV shows, movies, all that. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, I, I'm really curious though, is it, it, are we, are we seeing the beginnings of creative destruction of the smartphone? Maybe, maybe. I mean, I, I, I just don't see it similar to the Google glass people wearing these things all of the time. Well, yeah. Just, yeah. Just from a societal standpoint, I think it's a little weird, right? It may be, but you know, you never know. This is how things happen over time yeah i mean the we talked about the meta glasses i could see Uh that quicker replacing the the screen in front of your face all the time but just you know if if apple's slowing down on its biggest product then um this is this is good timing (laughs) yeah yeah. now i do think that there may be a new device in the future that's the apple handheld that's you know somewhere between a phone and this computer i you know i don't know because right, this, right. the Vision Pro does have like kind of a battery pack thing that you have to connect to it. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know if there's there's going to be some tie in there as well. So right, I don't know. Right. Looks pretty cool. I can't wait to get to a store and play with one. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's kind it's kind of like the uh, the the iPad, right? Being a link, it being the in between between the phone and the the computer. Well, and recall yeah. that when the iPad first came out, the 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 critics were said this is this oh. is doomed to failure. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, they said the same thing about the iPod. Mm-hmm. What's it stand for? Idiots price our devices. <laughs> yeah. Not, not uh-huh. quite. Not, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I'm still I'm still uh, I'm still pretty bullish on Apple. But uh, this story, it made me think they, they do have some challenges. So we don't have to start the GoFundMe for Tim Cook yet, Ron? Is that no, what you're saying? Yeah. You're, you're, we no. don't. <laughs> No, I, I won't. I won't adjust it. And if you look, if you're in an S and P index fund, you're, you know, you're, you're intimately uh, <clears throat> interested in Apple for sure. Yeah. You know, along with Microsoft. I mean, their stock price, I was just looking has, I mean, this still pretty high. I mean, <laughs> no. what's interesting at is their PE ratio is, is lower than say somebody like Tesla. And that's just because, Investors think, well, they're a hardware company. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. haven't proved themselves to be a service company yet. Correct. You know, with recurring revenue. So that's kind of interesting. But yeah. anyway, great stuff. It, well, folks, we're up against our next break. And we'd like to remind you, if you want to contact me or Ed, send us an email to asktsoe at verisage.com. Do go out and rate this podcast. And you can do that at ratethispodcast.com. And good, bad, or indifferent, we will read it on the air. And now we want to hear from our sponsors, including Ed's employer, Sage. A little birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. 
These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Have you ever been so annoyed by a commercial for a $5 ebook that you were willing to pay $10 to never hear it again? I sure have. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. Over the last several years, you've come to hate me, and I hate me too. By now, you know that for $5, you can get a copy of Ron and Ed's book. What you might not know is, for twice that much every month for forever, you can stop hearing me plug Ron and Ed's book, which totally makes sense, like the Diamond Water Paradox. Go to patreon.com slash TSOE and subscribe today. Please, for the love of God, make it stop! The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. And we are back with our punditry punt here on The Soul of Enterprise. Uh, had a guest cancel, so but pros probably hurt Ron, so we're gonna we had to <laughs> to get in there and uh, get a show done. So I think we're we're you know doing pretty well for for being a little bit lame this week uh, based based on uh, on the change in schedule. Anyway, uh, so uh, following the, your technology story about Apple, this is out of the BBC and of course elsewhere. I'm sure uh, story by Patrick Jackson and Tom Gherkin. And Elon Musk says Neuralink has implanted a wireless brain chip. So in a, in a, a post on X, which you and you always have to say X, formerly known as Twitter, like this, <laughs> when is that going to stop? That's what I want to know. Is that going to end in 2024? Anyway, he said promising brain activity has been detected after the procedure and the patient was recovering well. The company's goal is to connect human beings with computers to tackle complex neurological conditions. So this uh, this brain interface is uh, imagine p- people who have like ALS or or advanced Parkinson's to be able to you know control them th- themselves or p- communicate more effectively with families. An absolute godsend. That's where this is. I you know maybe in the future it's it's really connection of human beings with uh, with 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 machines. But for right now, this the the plan is here to to use this for uh, patients who who are. Um, who need it. And I have to say, Ron, that, you know, th- th- this is something that, that, you know, my dad, when he passed away a couple of years ago, he had had, he had had a stroke and one of the things that he couldn't do was swallow. So if they can do something like this, where they're going to be able to implant a chip, that's going to do a c- correction of some very specific neurological function. I am all in because as you know, things like strokes and all that are hereditary and, if I, God forbid, have a stroke, it may be one similar to the one my dad had. I hope Neuralink is ready to help me swallow. So um, 
you know, really a little bit of a personal claim to this one. But I, I just think that this is this is neat. You know, we're we're still years away from the USB port on the back of your neck so that we can you know plug in and download everything or upload stuff to you. But uh, I think this is pretty cool. Yeah, oh, I do, too. I think it's wonderful. I mean, you look at even just technology like cochlear, which is now pretty old. You know, mm-hmm. certainly compared to this, where it's actually during ne- neurological things, but the cochlear uh, hearing implants are just amazing. Mm-hmm. What they're doing, you know, with the sound waves. I mean, that's that's and that really helps people with hard hearing. So this is this is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Well, a quick story because we've been following this mostly on the bonus show, but when ProPublica released everybody's tax returns as a way to illustrate that the um, rich weren't paying their fair share and they would take they you know, ProPublica like oxfam is mathematically illiterate mm. uh, so i would expect them to take the tax that jeff bezo paid not, and not divide it by his adjusted gross income on the, his tax return mm. because the tax return reflects the law but divide it by his wealth mm-hmm. and then make it look like he's paying a lot less than the average american which is just hooey and BS and, uh, you know, but our biggest challenge with that story wasn't their faulty math. It was like, how the hell did they get a hold of these tax returns? Well, Mm -hmm. former internal revenue service contractor, Charles Littlejohn has been sentenced to five years in prison for leaking former president Donald Trump's and a whole bunch of others that were in that pro Publica story, their Mm -hmm. tax returns, the U S district judge, Anna Ray's, Appointed by President Biden, issued Little John's sentence on Monday. He must he, he must also pay a five thousand dollar fine. He pleaded guilty. He's a former Booz Allen Hamilton consultant. He acted out of a deep moral belief, according to his attorneys, that the American people, American public, had a right to know the president's tax information. How about Peter Thiel, Warren Buffett, and Jeff Bezos? They have a right to that too. How about his tax return? Could we look at that? Um, this, it, the Republicans on the house ways and means committee asked the district court to sentence him to the maximum amount, which is five years and impose the maximum penalty, which the judge did. Um, this, uh, I, I, that kind of blew me away. This is to me, this is a pretty light sentence for what this guy did. Well, you know, what should we compare him to Edward Snowden? I don't know. I don't know. But this is this is disturbing on many levels because this is the IRS, the the one federal governmental agency that almost every adult American encounters or deals or has to deal with. And if we can't have privacy here, then something's wrong. Mm -hmm. And I just I wish the deterrent. I wish the penalty would have been higher. Yeah. Which this guy would have got 20 years. I mean, if you, I would say if you're if you're equating it to what, what what Snowden did, who was with the NSA, by the way, also a Booz Allen was, Hamilton was he, was employee. He was he Booz? Okay, I thought he was Bain or something, but okay, nope. yep, 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 Booz. Nope. Okay, or McKinsey. Yeah. So okay. the, maybe maybe yeah. we need to they, check out Booz. Booz. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're boozing it up over there. I don't know, but yeah, there might be a, a problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I. I, I it's tough, you know. There's one man's patriot is another person's, uh, you know, yeah. terrorist. Yeah, oh. It'd be one thing if we had, like some countries do. Uh, I think is it Switzerland where you can just go online and look at anybody's tax information. 
Mm-hmm. It's all public. You can you do it like a Google search and get it. And mm-hmm. I, can, I could look up your tax return, but we don't have that in this country. Mm-hmm. Until we do, people that are lurking around the IRS, whether they be employees or contractors, shouldn't be allowed to do this kind of stuff. This should this well, no, they shouldn't, and he's being punished for it. But the question is, is is the the is it should it be more severely? That's yeah. So yeah. anyway, right. just thought that was a trick. And follow up, just because we're on the tax topic, uh, the jock tax, Ed. Americans' four largest professional sport leagues generate about $45 billion. So, of course, enter the jock tax. States and cities want to stake a claim to some of this revenue. Like when Michael Jordan played for the Chicago Bulls and defeated the L.A. Lakers, California taxed them. And, of course, Illinois, Illinois followed up with the Michael Jordan revenge tax and imposed their own tax on you know out-of-state players. Um the public is pleased when this happens because, you know, you, you're taxing the rich for one thing, but you're also hitting the despised rivals, right? The other team. Uh, the city of Pittsburgh had a non-resident athlete fee of 3% for using baseball, football, and ice hockey facilities. Resident athletes only had to pay 1%. Court struck it down because it wasn't proportional and, and it was basically unconstitutional. California brings in around $200 million a year taxing non-resident athletes. Uh, They get singled out. And the question is, you know, a lot they they said in here that professional baseball players may need to file about two dozen separate tax returns because a lot of states have treaties with one another. So if you earn income, like I earned income once in Minnesota, I think they withheld right at the source. And I got a credit for that on my California return because California and Minnesota have an agreement, but some states don't have that agreement. And I would have had to go and file a Minnesota return to get the money back. And, you know, some states are trying to simplify it uh, by having certain thresholds that you must make over before you have to file a return. But this is just, this is just a nightmare. And, and, and this is not to mention what, um, who's the, Oshani Shohei Otani Uh, yeah what he's been doing and I'm still trying to get my head around if he can avoid California tax apparently there is a way to do it well there was actually a reason piece uh, I was actually trying to get my hands on it while I was uh, talking to that 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 basically said yes he can and and that this income is all deferred and he will pay tax on it when he receives it when he receives it even Mm -hmm. though he earned it theoretically playing at least partly right in mm-hmm. California Just the way the contract is structured it's deferred income. So, yep. Yep. And that's, that's what I'm hearing from, from our CPA colleagues about, about this, that there is a way to do it. And of course it all is predicated on how the contract is written, but right. Um, in, in, in which case, you know, more athletes are going to start doing this and deferring their income to, to, to uh, now would, would are people willing to do that? I don't know. Right. Well, well, Ed, what do we have next week? Next week, Ron, we are talking to, uh, why can't I get my thing on the list here? <laughs> We're well, talking to Jim Pethokoukas. Jim, oh, Jim Pethokoukas. Yes. I've been practicing saying it all week and I forgot <laughs> Jim Pethokoukas. Yes. He wrote the book, the conservative futurists, which I read, uh, last month and it was really a, a good read. So I'm really looking forward to having him on. He's from the American enterprise Institute. Yep, sounds good. I'll see you in 167 hours.
This has been the Soul of Enterprise, Business and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by Sage, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. Join us next week, folks, on Friday at noon Pacific time. In the meantime, check us out at thesoulofenterprise.com for more information on today's show, including upcoming show announcements. Also, you can contact me or Ed at asktsoe at verisage.com. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great weekend.